Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series developed and sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. In each one of these podcasts, we read, translate, study, analyze, and discuss one of the aliyot in the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and it's been a delight to study Parashat Ha'azinu, Shirat Moshe, Moshe's famous farewell song of prophecy um, that is to accompany B'nai Yisrael. They are to learn it by heart and commit it to memory so that when uh, troubles befall them, they will recite it and they will understand the reason for those troubles. We are now on the sixth Aliyah, and the final Aliyah, it's a very short one, uh, of the song itself. We have seen a description, a prophetic description, of B'nai Yisrael's success, the love that God exhibits for them, and their uh, punishment for rebelling against God, and God then staying his hand in order to ensure that the nations do not think they are the ones, ultimately, who um, who are in charge of B'nai Yisrael's destiny or their own destiny, and that this entire process is for the entire world to come to a realization that God is the single power. Beginning with Pasuk Mem, verse 40. God says, when I cast my hand up to the heavens, which is a sign of an oath, person raising his hand, several times we have God raising his hand as a sign of an oath, and my declaration is, I live forever. It's important to note that this kind of phrasing evokes um, the two, this and much of the consideration in Shirat HaZinu, evoke the two major crises that Bnei Israel experienced in the Midbar, both of them a full generation ago. First of all, when we stood at the foot of Harsinai and built the Egel, and God wanted to destroy the people, what was Moshe's argument? Moshe's argument was the Chilul Hashem. What will the nation say about you, that you took your people out of Mitzrayim just to destroy them in the desert? And that was how Moshe convinced uh, Hashem to stay his hand and to forgive B'nai Israel. And again, about a year plus later, when they sinned and refused to come into the land, and God wanted to destroy them, Again, Moshe's argument is, what, what statement will this be to the nations of the world? And this then becomes an effective argument to God, and therefore becomes woven into God's calculations of why he does not utterly destroy B'nai Israel, but rather saves them and brings them back for the whole world to see who's really in charge. That phrase, Chayanuchileolam, evokes the phrase that God says, V'ulam chayani, Indeed I live, which is said when he forgives B'nai Yisrael after what is commonly called the Chet HaMaraglim. Im shanoti barak harbi. So if I shine the lightning flame of my sword, and some of the Rishonim point out, not the blade of the sword, but the lightning of the sword, meaning that I show my sword and the, and the sharpness of it, so they will see it and frighten them, but not, of course, to really attack them. And I hold, with my hand, I hold the justice. So this is the, shall we say, the fiery sword of justice. 
And uh, this now is going to be the justice exacted against those who persecuted Bnei Israel. Ashiv nakam litzarai, I will pay back, and that's a critical phrase, I will pay back the vengeance to my enemies. Velim sanai ashalem, and to those who hate me, I will pay, meaning I will give retribution. The notion here is that those nations that attacked Bnei Israel, their attack is referred to as a nikama. For instance, Yechezkel refers to the attack of Bnei Edom, our cousins, the children of Esav, as nikama. So God is going to then repay that nikama and attack them. Ashkir chitzai midam. My arrows will get soaked in blood. And my sword will devour flesh. So unlike in the previous pasuk where the the sword was just flashed to scare, here it really will devour. What's the difference? The sword that's flashed perhaps is flashed towards Bnei Israel, but the one that devours is towards the real enemies. Midam chalal from the blood of the corpses and the captives, merosh parotoyev from the heads of the enemies. And the point of all of this is Harninu Goyim Amo, the nation should sing about his nation. Meaning that all the nations should come to recognize that Bnei Israel is his nation. Kidam Avadav Yikom, and again vengeance, he is taking vengeance for the blood of his servants, of the blood of his people. And he will repay this vengeance to his enemies. And his land will achieve kapara. How does the land achieve kapara? Says the famous passage in Masachic Tubot that says that somebody who is buried in Eretz Yisrael achieves atonement because chiper admato amo. However, some of the Rishonim point out that the notion here is that when the land lies fallow and does not produce for the enemies while Bnei Yisrael are out of the land, that becomes the kapara. That's the atonement. And therefore, Bnei Yisrael are now able to return. But again, the entire purpose of this, and this is the scope of all of human history, the entire purpose of human history is to get to the all the nations of the world to the point where they realize that God is the single power in the universe and that it is God's selection of Bnei Yisrael that has determined the unique historic destiny and legacy of Bnei Yisrael Harninu Goyim Amo. Okay, that is the end of the Shirat. That is Haziv Vlach. And as we mentioned several times, as I mentioned several times in this series, the breakdown of the six Aliyot that we just concluded, concluded number six, uh, and you'll see that the seventh is not of a piece with this at all, that the six Aliyot are broken down in a fashion which is immutable. It cannot be played with. It's inflexible. The first Aliyah starts with Azino, the second one is with Zechor Yomotolam, because each one of them is a stage and a strategy and a segment in the historic narrative that either is played out once over history, or more than likely is a cyclical play that is played out several times in history, and ultimately will get to the point Whereas the Navi Zechariah says, that the entire world will recognize that God is one.
Okay, we will pick it up with the final Aliyah, which is not a piece of the Shira, uh, but has its own historic uh, moment uh, in the next podcast. But in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.